had the most amazing experience that a human being can have when I led my father to the Lord. He was old, and I'm an only child. He was headed for hell beyond any shadow of a doubt, but on this day, his eternity changed to one that is beyond description. If there's anything that a human being can accomplish on this earth, it is having the privilege of being a small part in changing the eternal future of another human being. That day has been of inestimable value to me now these 33 years since he has been gone. One of my great treasures is the Bible I gave him to read in his last few years on earth. In its closing page, he would write a simple yet great blessing. Though his life with my mom is a bittersweet memory filled with many hard things, his closing words would sum up an amazing word of grace, not unlike the closing words upon the faltering generation of Israel as they died in the wilderness. God's amazing love is best seen, overlaying the backdrop of human failure. Against the dark nights of regret and pain, caused by our own sin, the relentless love of God that chases us still, is something that inspired one writer to describe him as, the hound of heaven, ever pursuing those he is never willing to forget. It's been 33 years since I've looked at the verses that my father underlined with pencil in his Bible. That this hard-drinking, abrasive iron miner would even read a Bible, let alone study it on his deathbed, is a testament to the amazing love of God to rescue us no matter what. I still picture him spending his last few days on earth alone and suffering from bone cancer. Dear Terry, I soon will be making a trip to the other side. It looks like it will be very soon. It's sure been a blessing having you for a son. You have been the best thing that has ever happened in my life. The pain is getting pretty bad. I don't know how long I can hold on. I'll try to make another day. Even if I do get better, the quality of life will be gone. I sure love you and your mother very much. To know my mom and dad makes his expression of love an incredibly shocking and wonderful thing to have. When you have a child, especially an only child, it makes no difference what he has done, how bad he has been, for there is a love that I doubt even the devil himself could extinguish. It's stronger than the grave or the pain of this life and is the one thing above all else that a father wants his child to know. Such is the love of our Heavenly Father, and it forms a power that is greater than all the hardships that you and I will ever face. Consider with me the bittersweet life that the first generation of free Israelites would have as their life's postscript in the wilderness. First, there was a seemingly endless stream of rebellious failures. Even after their miraculous deliverance from Egypt, their crossing of the Red Sea and their supernatural provisions of food and water in the wilderness for some two and a half million people, and the cons consistent displays of God's glory when they sinned, they still had hard hearts. When the twelve spies were sent out to check out the promised land, they returned and said, 
It's a great land, but we can't take it. The enemies are too great. After all they had seen, they failed to trust God. Within a year of their great journey from Egypt, they had brought God to the place of saying, basically, I will number all of you over the age of 20, and you will all die in the wilderness because of your continued distrust of my faithfulness, my love, and my power. They repented, but a family of priests still rebelled against Moses, and God opened up the earth and swallowed them up. They blamed Moses for not taking them into the promised land. But after God sent judgment, they repented. But next, they blamed Moses again for killing the rebellious 250 people who had fallen because of their own rebellion. God then sent a plague to judge them, yet he instructed Moses how to stop the destruction where over 14,000 men had died. Then the Lord told Moses, how to keep the people from complaining, lest they die, he said. Yet they stood against Moses again right after his sister died and complained that they had no water. And why did he lead them to die in the wilderness? It was here that God told Moses to smite a rock and water would come out. It did just that. Yet Moses was so angry he struck the rock twice. And for his outburst, God said he could not lead the next generation into the promised land because he did not properly represent the Lord before the people. Now bear with me here, for it will be well worth it to you to listen. Moses' brother Aaron died next, and again the people came against Moses because they were discouraged. God sent serpents among them so that many of them died, and Moses prayed that God would stop the judgment, which he did. By this time, most of that first generation were dead, and Israel came near to the Jordan River by Jericho. It was here that the surrounding nations were afraid of Israel, and knowing that God had done many miraculous things to keep them, their leader called to a prophet named Balaam to curse Israel. Three times he tried, yet the prophet couldn't help but declare the will of God over Israel. What is so amazing in God's love for his people is this, that because of the price he was willing to pay to one day destroy the power of sin by offering his son, Jesus Christ, that prophet would stand overlooking the encampment of Israel and say, I cannot curse them, but bless them, for the shout of a king is among them. Then Balaam would declare these words, God has not beheld iniquity in Jacob, nor has he seen perverseness in Israel. The prophet would make it clear that God would fully keep his word to bring his people what he had promised them, and there was nothing that would stop him. He would tell the enemies of his people that he saw no sin in them. With all of their rebellion, all of their unbelief, and with every idol they crafted, God chose to see his love for his own. He would surely demand the punishment for the sin of every man, but he would provide the sacrifice of the one willing to pay the price, his own son. He made a way through where there was no way, and love prevailed in perfect justice and righteousness. 
God is relentless, you see, in his love for us. He has paid the greatest price, and through Jesus Christ, he is able to say, blood has been shed, life has been taken, and justice has been established for you before my throne. I do not behold any iniquity in you. The shout of the King of Kings is in your family to go before you all the days of your life, if you will but accept it. My father died alone in his hospital room. He had no family around him. His only son was not there to hold his hand and bring him comfort. All of his life, he has had to weather the storms of life with very little earthly support. But I dare not let him down by doubting that his love for me is greater than every disappointment that I may have inflicted upon him though I can feel very bad that I was not there when he lived his last moments on earth, I have learned that just as all of the disciples fled at the crucifixion of Jesus, his love sought them out. He came to them to assure them that the love of God has no limits, no victors that can quench it, and to doubt his faithfulness to us is the most unbelieving and hurtful thing that we can do though he must allow the valleys of this life to scrape away the layers of flesh and hard-heartedness that we have, it is only that his conquering spirit within us can shine through us while we are yet in this life. The first words that my father underlined in his Bible while he struggled through the pain of dying were in John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You trusted in God, now trust in me. In the ear of any troubled soul, that is among the best things that we could tell them. There is not one thing that you and I will ever go through, as God works to rid us of our own self-righteousness, pride, and rebellion, that can stop the love of God from His relentless devotion to us. Through it all, we can still bank on His faithful words to us, for God so loved the world, that He gave. He gave His only Son for us, that whoever believes in Him, will not perish but have everlasting life.